want you all to turn this morning to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 and 25. We're going to be jumping around a little bit, not a whole, whole lot. And then to save your time, I will read the last, script, the last uh, chapters and verses for uh, to save time. I will read them in the end. Uh, chapter 24. Mm-hmm. First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. Mm-hmm. Chapter 9, verse 24. All right. Just let me know when you're there. All right. We'll begin to read. It says, Know ye not that they which run a race run all, but one who receives the prize shall run that he may attain. 25. Every man who strives for the temp, um, master temporary in all things, now they that do attain a corporate crown, but we an uncorruptible. I, um, I therefore so run, not as much as necessity to fight as not as one who base on the air. And we're going to go to 2 Timothy, chapter 6. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, 2 Timothy, chapter 4, verse 6. It says, uh, verse 6, for I am now ready to be offered. This is uh, St. Paul, Apostle Paul talking. The time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. And verse 8, henceforth there lays up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, not to me only, but to all them who love his appearing. And then I'm going to read right here. I got to save your time and turning pages. I will read right here. Uh, 2 Peter chapter verse, if y'all want to look it up whenever you have time. Uh, uh, chapter 3, verse 12 and 13. Looking for a everlasting unto the coming of the day of, of God, wherein the heavens being of fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall be melted with innumerable heat. And nevertheless, be according to his promise, look for a new heaven and a new earth wherein dwells righteousness. And in Revelations chapter 21, verse 1, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. I, John, the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down from heaven. And he who overcomes shall inherit all these things. So my message this morning is looking forward to the prize. You know, through the Holy Spirit, Apostle Paul, you know, Apostle Paul didn't write things just to write up. You know, when the Holy Spirit, he was guided by the Holy Spirit to write certain things. And Apostle Paul, led by the Spirit, he kind of used some things that was f f uh, familiar and culture-wise. Like, for example, when he was in Greece, he went to the... Uh, he went to the Greece, the Grecian people, and they had all kind of known gods on Mars Hill. And one god actually took his, his curiosity. It was called the unknown god. 
They had gods that were named. They were Jupiter. They were Mars, Saturn, whatever the gods that were there. And he found one said the unknown god. So he focused on that. And he preached to the Grecian people saying, you know, y'all don't know who y'all worship. Y'all worship so many gods that you have one that's actually called unknown. So through the Holy Spirit, he uses that statue or that God. He used the culture of that day to try to show them how foolish and how, how weird or strange they were not following the strange God. And through that, he won some people to Christ. And most people believe Luke actually came from there, who where we get the book of Luke from. So he was converted at that time to believe he was a Grecian. So at this point, the Holy Spirit is actually showing Paul something that we can all, or in his day, and we can still today be familiar with. Like, for example, he uses in uh, 1 Corinthians that we just read, he uses a runner. Now, if you look very carefully, you know, at a runner or a person who's into sports, you're going to find out how many sacrifices they make. And through the Holy Spirit guiding Paul, he was letting the reader at the day and us, he was not pretty much giving an allegory or not, I didn't say alligator, I said allegory, because some people think I say alligator when I say allegory. I say it's a story. But the thing is, he's not giving much of a story, but he is giving an image, you know, a picture to his readers and to us. He's giving them a picture of something. You know, it's awesome, like, when, you know how when you're talking to people, sometimes you just, they don't get what you're coming from. But when you give them a picture of something, or you give them something like you're trying to explain to them in a picture form, or you're trying to give them some idea, they're like, oh, yes, I got it now. You know, I understand what you're talking about now. So Apostle Paul, through the Holy Spirit, is using a runner. Now, I don't know... If, when he was writing this, he maybe saw a runner pass by and the Holy Spirit is God's attention. And maybe the Holy Spirit says, that's it, right about that runner you just saw. Or years later, he saw it and it, the Holy Spirit brought back to his mind. It's hard to kind of say at those particular times when he wrote this. But anyway, God used a runner at a, as an example. You know, if you study like People who are into sports, you know. I'm not big, really big into sports, but, but uh, I know a little bit about it. And then you study sports, and you study how athletes, you know, people who swim or people who jog or run or, you know, you know once in a while they have, that, uh, they have that big old thing for the United States and the world where they have a, um, where, yeah, was that? Olympics, right. That's, you know, they have Olympics. So games are really big in our day, and they were even bigger back in the Greek and Roman days, you know, in, in the Greek and Roman days, they had sports, other cultures had them, you know, they had sports and stuff, but the Greeks and Romans, they were big on the body, they were big on sports. To them, and that was their entertainment, they didn't have computer, they didn't have, you know, they didn't have a lot of things that we have today as entertainment. So that was their entertainment when they went to the the gladio the gladi games and stuff they saw men fighting each other so that was their part of their entertainment so paul through the holy spirit is using this as a christian example he sees a runner and he says you know god's using this to show what a christian life or a christian live life should be or a christian walk should be so you know and as a runner and as these people you notice that they really dedicate their time you know, if there's a swimmer, he or she is a swimmer, you know, they dedicate weeks, months maybe, and 
you know, years. That's right. And they dedicate themselves. They, they, and they work at it. And a lot of times, they make a lot of sacrifices. You know, they're not like ordinary people. You know, they just can't just go when they want. I'm not saying they don't have a life, but they're not like other people who are just can do whatever they want. You know, they, they have, they're devoted. Their, their mission is to do that sports. If that's what they love to do and that's what they're determined to do and that's what they want to do, they have to make sacrifices. They have to focus on the thing they're ready to do. You know, it's the same thing kind of like as a Christian. You know, Jesus said, you know, if you want to carry you your cross, you got to deny yourself daily and follow after me. So it's kind of like a sports person. They have to daily sacrifice themselves. They have to give up a lot of times the, the pleasure, the things they want to do. Sometimes they can't hang out with their friends. Sometimes they can't hang out with their boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever the case might be. Sometimes they have to really be committed. And sometimes they have to forsake friends and family, not family, but friends and, their, and the ones they love to accomplish their goal, you know. And it's the same thing with us Christians, you know. A lot of times in this life, and most people wouldn't understand, like, why would these people, you know, what's, what's their purpose? Like, why would they sacrifice all that time and and effort, and sweat, and, and what is their game? What is their purpose? I mean, why are you doing this? You know, maybe some people might ask them that. You know, why you do what you do? You know, why, you know, you, you make all these sacrifices to do all these things? And, you know, and the simple question, and, you know, a lot of people do that with us, you know, as Christians. You know, the world might look at you and you say, why you don't do this? Or why you don't go to the bar? Why you don't go to this or the Mardi Gras parades? Why you don't, you know, why you don't do all these things? Why are you making all these sacrifices? What's the point, you know, of, of all this? Why are you doing this? And, you know, and then like us, you know, like the sports people, they have a goal. And it's called the prize. You see, a person just don't go in there just to go in there. You know, they just don't run just to say, even they love it. They just don't go in there just to run. You know, they just don't go in there just to look good, you know, just to give you a good time. You know, they're in there because they have a prize to win. You know, they know that their hard work is going to pay off. They know that, hey, yes, we, we sweat, we, 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 you know, we, we fight, you know, we, we take time, you know, we, you know, we rush, you know, we try to take our time to, you know, it costs us time and effort. But I know in the end, I will get a trophy, well, in their case, it might be. But, of course, for a Christian, it's a guarantee. But for them, they don't even know if they're going to get it. But they know that, hey, if I keep persevering or I keep de being determined, I, there's a possibility I might win that trophy or I might win that golden medal or whatever they give them. You know, cause, and that's where they focus. You know, it's kind of like... Um, it's kind of like, uh, Matthew, you still do uh, bow and arrows by any chance? Okay. Well, Matt knows what I'm talking about then. You know, when you, you or Ray, you, you did bows and arrows, Ray? No. Okay. Well, anyway, but those of you who do bows or know about guns or bows, you know, when you have a, uh, when you have a target, you know, you focus on that target. You know, you know, if other pot, you know, you focus on nothing else, your mind is on that target when you're hitting something. You know, it's the same thing as a Christian, as a sports person. You know, you're, you focus on the mission. You know, you focus on the target. And, you know, a lot of, and then there'll be people who try to get you off of that target. 
You know, you try to, you know, there might be people trying to distract you, and you're on your mind, you're trying to get that target. So same thing with us Christians, you know, we have a mission, we have a target, and, you know, we have to stay focused on that target. And there'll be Satan's people and his minions are trying to get you off the target. They're trying to get you off of your goal, what you're trying to accomplish. And so as Christians, you know, we have something to look forward to, you know, when you came a Christian, when you came a child of God, you know, if you read the book of Romans, you have actually been adopted. And, of course, that will be another whole message on the, you know, when we get to the book of Romans, if we ever get a chance about adoption. But back then when a, um, when a Roman was not a legitimate blood family, for example, if a man would adopt a man, another boy and he wasn't part of the family, he was not blood related or anything, but even if he was not blood-related, when he was adopted, he got all the rights as a person who had blood or who, the one who was related to the man who had the inheritance. But he's got the same inheritance. You know, even if he wasn't blood-related, he still was treated like he was. So when you get saved or you get born again, you know, you get the inheritance of God. You get the promises of God that comes with it, you know. And it's just like a person, you know, they look forward to that prize. The same thing with us. We look forward to the, new, the things that God has planned for us, you know. And there's nothing wrong that we should look forward to these things, you know. Like Daddy was saying earlier, you know, most people treat their Christianity like it's, it's, a, it's a dust. You know, they treat it like it's, you know, I'm doing this out of duty. You know, I'm not doing this out of love, you know. And, but when you learn these things, when you learn... Simple things like that, you know, your Christianity changes. It's not a dust. It's not, oh, well, I'm, it's, oh, I'm just coming here just to ease God's conscience or ease my conscience or make good points. When you know I have a prize to win, you know, you know when you have a goal to win, it changes your totally different perspective, you know, on these things, you know. And, that's, and our prize is the new heaven. Our, you know, when God's going to redo the earth, you know, that is our prize, you know, and, and then if you read the book of Revelations where the church was like having a hard time, I mean, they were being persecuted and the Lord was encouraging these churches. You know, he that overcomes, I will make a temple in my God and he that overcomes, I will give him the tree of life and I will build, I will give, I'll put a stone and a name on him that no man can name. You know, God was encouraging these churches, you know, you, just like an athlete, you know, yes, you're running, yes, you're suffering, yes, you're, but at the long end, it'll be a run, it'll be awesome, it'll be, it'll be worth it, because there's a prize at the end, you know, so as a believer, you have hope, you see, the world doesn't have hope, they live for the day, and they live every moment, you know, they don't have the security like you have, you know, what made Christianity so popular, mostly back in the Roman days, and why it the Roman soldiers was converted in large numbers because they had a guarantee that after this life, you had an afterlife. Other religions didn't do that. And, you know, and some still don't to this very day. So Christianity was very unique in its way that, hey, if you have, there's an afterlife after this life. And that's what made Christianity so big and, you know, or so, influ uh, you know, so much influence in the Roman world. So we have hope, you know, you have a promise that you will get a crown of life and you have things waiting for you, a prize is waiting for you at the end. You know, if you keep serving God and keep trusting in God, 
you know, when you have that mentality, your whole life changes when you know that I have something worth fighting for. I have something worth dying for. You know, it's all worth it at the end, you know. And another thing, too, I want to talk about he that overcomes, you know. What does that mean, he that overcomes? You know, just like that race, that racer, he overcame, you know. He fought, he worked hard, and finally at the end, he achieved his goal. He won that trophy. But the thing is, is also is your faith in Christ. If you put your faith in Jesus Christ and him crucified, you know, and you put your faith in him, you allow the Holy Spirit to come into you. It opens the door for the Holy Spirit to help you. And then when you have that mentality, I have a trophy waiting for me, you know, in heavenly speaking or in God's economy, it also encourages you, you know, as well. You know, it helps you to, to you know, it's kind of like, you know, like Popeye and old Popeye cartoons. I don't know if you all remember that. Poor Popeye was all beat up by Runo. He was all beat up. But when he got his spinach, you know, he started beating them. You know, he got the, you know, he can take over anything. You know, it's the same thing, you know, as a Christian. You know, if you don't have these things, if you don't have Jesus Christ and him crucified, the Holy Spirit, and you don't have the promises, the trophy, you know, you're not going to be successful. You're going to be like Daddy said. You're just going to be old, dusty. You know, I'm just here doing my thing, you know. And, but, you know, you got something looking forward to. You know, it will encourage you to build up your faith more, to come to church and to be more. And the things that used to bound you, you know, don't bound you as much no more because you know there's something bigger and better waiting for you in the years to come. You know, I was looking on Facebook the other day, and they were talking about the Northern Lights. And, uh, and it's pretty amazing how beautiful they are. I couldn't believe how beautiful. If you just take time to look at it, just Google it up, Northern Lights, or how beautiful the colors interming, you know, there's different varieties of colors. It's very, it's very pretty, I'll be honest. It's very beautiful. But can you imagine we live in a fallen world and we've seen beautiful things like that? Can you imagine when God's going to restore everything that, yeah, it'll be, I mean, it's going to blow your mind away. And then when you see all these things, you know, you're going to like, oh, wow, it was very worth it at the end. You know, yeah, I fought the race, you know, like Pastor Paul said, I kept the course, then it was worth it at the end. For this waiting. So, and you know, just like the book of Revelations, you know, I want to go back to that a little bit. Like this church was really suffering. You know, they were in persecution. They didn't even know they were going to make it. You know, we live in a world today where you can, you can easily get discouraged, you know, of things that's going on. Yeah, I know things are not looking too great. But in the long run, like that runner, when you're running... You don't see it quite yet, but you know it's coming. And that's another thing about amazing about sports people. They don't know if they're going to get what they're getting, but they have faith and hope that they're going to get it even if they don't see it. They know it's up ahead, but, but they know it's there. It's kind of like in the book of Hebrews when it says that, uh, talking about Abraham and all the patriarchs of old, they said they look forward to the heavenly city. They look forward to... Jerusalem. They look forward to the promises of God. So when you look forward, and every time you're going through things or, you know, you feel like giving up on your Christian faith, remind, you remind yourself of these promises. That's why God gave us these things. So to encourage us, you know, to, so we can go on, where, you know, to know that we have something we're fighting for. Mm-hmm.